What's up guys? Welcome to Good Bad to the Sequel. This is the show where we what do we do here? We uh I don't know, we watch some movies now and it's, then and we kinda I don't it's, know, it's, it's cool it's, popcorn. It's been a long two weeks off while we were on vacation, um, and we don't remember how to make this show anymore. Plus I'm sick, but we're gonna give it our best shot. I think we watch bad movies. Do we? I, I mean, think, I think we do that anyway. I think we watch bad, bad movies and then review them. Yeah. Anyways, I am your ill host, John. I'm your sick hostess, Danielle. <laughs> yeah. What? Sick, bro. Oh, were you not going for that? No. Oh. I mean, I meant that I have a virus, which is trying to kill me. Oh. Oh, so we weren't doing, like, fat or, like, you no. know. No, no, stop was it. Was, like, a pH. No, once you're north of 30, you don't get to do that stuff anymore. Well, we are talking about bad boys, too, today. <laughs> oh, yes. So... That is true. Um, you guys can find us on the social medias on Instagram only. At the Good Bad Show, we have gotten off of Twitter because Twitter hurts my brain and soul, and my soul. So um, that's where you can find us on the Instagrams at the Good Bad Show, and you can download the show everywhere. We're on iTunes and Spotify and Google and everywhere else they got podcasts. Yeah, we didn't cancel none of them. Yeah. So, um, and uh, while you're there, please leave us a five star review and let us know what you think. Yeah, do it. Um, so again, I apologize for how I sound, but we are going to try to get through Bad Boys 2. No, you sound battle-weathered and rugged, like you just blew up 5,000 buildings and 20 boats and <laughs> 600 cars oh, and 12 helicopters. Oh, Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the synopsis of this movie is um, just Michael Bay porn. Like, this yeah. is just Michael Bay doing Michael Bay stuff. Ew. Yeah, but without... Ever actually seeing Michael Bay without any clothes on, which is great. Wait, what? Well, you're saying Michael Bay porn. Like, you know, some people might have a really visual mind and they're imagining Michael Bay, like, actually doing pornography. But then you said Michael Bay doing Michael Bay. So now it turns into this really weird mindfuck where it's like, wait, does he have a twin? Is it a robot? I think that would is be it a hologram? the only thing that would turn him on more than... Uh, a, a mansion exploding at sunset with the American flag and a pair of tits but would every, be him fucking himself. But with every thrust, there's pyro. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fascinating human being, and we'll definitely talk more about that. <laughs> Micah Bay, if you're listening, it's not an insult. It's just who you are, and that's fine. We accept you for he's, who you are. He's such a polarizing uh, cinema figure because... There's there's so much about what he does that I love, but there's just way more about what he does that I hate, and he never doesn't do all of those things in every <laughs> movie. You can he's probably I don't know what the word for it would be, but he's probably the director where if you turn it on on cable in the middle of the movie, where you can instantly go this is a Michael Bay movie. Oh yeah. Right. Like, you can't instantly spot a Martin Scorsese movie if you didn't know what it was already. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't instantly spot, eh, maybe Spielberg, but not so much later. Like, you know a Michael Bay movie the second you turn it on. Yeah, something's blowing up and the colors. And you're like, that, that's a weird place to put some tits. Like, <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything, but Why okay. Why is there so much CG flippy spinny shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This movie takes place in 2003. It was made in 2003 and takes place uh, at the same time. And it starts with ecstasy and techno music. And let me note, I was far less than 30 in 2003. Therefore, 
We could all say fat, even though I didn't, because... Which is the name of the audio store that they go to. Was it? It was called Fat Audio, P-H-A-T. Well, <laughs> <laughs> case closed. <laughs> yeah, so it starts off with ecstasy and techno music, which, how hilarious is it that this cop movie is about ecstasy? Like, the, the ecstasy came and went so fast the popularity of it that only one movie is about the drug running of ecstasy really that, that i can think huh. of like that's a pretty silly drug to be centered like have a whole movie centered around listeners find us on instagram and let us know of any other instagram drug running movies honestly i have no idea it might be the only one instagram drug running movies uh ecstasy i think i'm catching your sick you contaged me instagram might, your contagious might touch movies. me <laughs> um and then so they're they're putting the drugs in coffins yeah, and because Michael Bay and move, but I mean later on in the movie it makes sense because they're they're using the morgues to to do it. But at this point, no makes sense. They, they fill the coffins with money and drugs, and then they drop them in the ocean. And then somebody picks up the coffins and takes them to wherever they need them. Which seems like a huge hassle because a, they don't need to be coffins at that point. Duffel bags weigh so much less than coffins. Yeah, they sure that, do. That could have been. A way easier trash task. bags people yeah. probably wouldn't have checked your trash bags that could have been a way easier task yeah but you know we got to start this off so one thing michael bay does have it's consistency when you're that's for sure when you're over seasoning everything when you have an everything bagel every single time then you know you're never missing anything as long <laughs> as you're like well my touch is never light it is always over seasoned it's like you know when you get into a a bath and it is so hot that it feels cold and you just don't know what to think? No, I don't know Other people that. know what I mean. So that's how this is. There's so much happening that you don't even know what to look at sometimes. I know. He's basically like going to Chili's. And like no matter <laughs> what you order, it's got 10 million milligrams of salt in it. For sure. Yeah. And it's covered in glaze. And in the commercials, it's being thrown. Yeah. There's action shrimp every time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is Chili's and Red Lobster and Olive Garden and Applebee's, are they the Michael Bay of food? I want I want are. someone to make are. a supercut. This is like a theme now. We're always asking our fans to make a supercut of. I mean, you don't have to be a fan. All uh, <laughs> all of the uh, all of those commercials, the like Olive Gardens and Applebee's of like the flying shrimp bouncing off of a cocktail yeah. glass, and take those commercials and put them to Michael Bay music. Oh my god, I bet that's been done. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Oh, speaking of music, while we're on the while we're on the point, this isn't really. I got this in the trivia, but I'm not gonna. I'll give it to you now. So, did you happen to notice that there's like four songs in this entire movie that just keep on repeating? I did notice that the oh. original composer who did the first Bad Boys quit this job because of creative differences with Michael Bay, which oh. seems to be a thing. People hate Michael Bay that okay. work with him. Um, and, uh, so they had to scramble to find like music for the movie. And that's why you have Dr. Dre uh -huh. giving you music in this movie and the executive of music in it is Diddy. Uh -huh. And then you have like three rap songs that just repeat throughout the entire movie. a whole movie. lot of tail feather. <laughs> um, so we meet our heroes, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith at a KKK rally. Yep. They they reveal themselves at this clan rally in full cop clothing underneath their 
Klansmen uh, regalia? Hoods. Yeah, like I don't know the, what you call this. So thing. does this mean that they like drove there wearing the hoods? <laughs> like, we don't know. Did they pull up in a fucking Ferrari wearing the hoods? Yeah, so him trying to be undercover in a Ferrari, that wasn't working for me. <laughs> that was not working for me. I I love the dynamic of Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and like the way that they play off of each other mm-hmm. and how Will Smith is like a player and and Martin is like this like completely anxious like stuck up he's a dad yeah and the the like i i love the first movie it's one of my favorite movies and and full disclosure i really like this movie but uh (laughs) but there's just shit like that just just doesn't make a fucking lick of sense (laughs) like i even if you're wearing a hood and it's nighttime i can tell if you're black (laughs) you can suspend you're supposed to suspend your belief yeah in most works of fiction but this one michael (laughs) bay is like forget that you ever had another option it's it's like it's supposed to be like they reveal themselves and everyone's supposed to be like yeah get them everyone hates the kkk like (laughs) all right yeah i guess i guess this will be a good time (laughs) and then with three guns between the two of them they hold off 50 clansmen yeah well so I don't know how many shots there were. I got tired of tallying where the camera is floor level pointing up at Will Smith with two guns pointed in either direction. Yeah. And he's just able to annihilate every single person. That That is one of the tropes that I didn't uh, tally, but I did tally the Miami sign, uh-huh. slow motion. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. Uh, diving with your guns, <laughs> the American flag blatant racism homophobia yep pointless hot girls uh muscle slash supercars circle cam and sunsets this is why all of our pens are out of ink (laughs) because you are telling michael bay tropes how did you even use this you only have one page how that's incredible before the movie had even gotten going when i saw the first miami sign in the beginning (laughs) i wrote down all of these tropes and Ah. tallied them and uh the last one that i got to mark down was the flag and I, I felt so much pride, like I had accomplished like a bingo card and I got everything. <laughs> Blackout. There is at least one tally for all of these things. I'll, I'll try to give you them as as they come okay. up. But but if I don't, by the end of the breakdown, I'll let you know how many of all of these things there were. John, you sure sound like a Michael Bay connoisseur. I, I like to hate Michael Bay. Like, I don't know. The Rock is one of my favorite movies ever. Pain and Gain is an amazing movie. Uh, I like both the Bad Boy movies a lot. Everything else, so bad. Like <laughs> I can't stand the Transformer movies. I, I think they're some of the worst shit ever put on film. They're beneath even this show. Um, <laughs> maybe one or two of them is good, bad, but I'm pretty sure they're all just bad. And all of those even have all of those things listed, including yes. the racism. Really? Yes. I don't remember. <laughs> yes. That's really messed up. It's uh, been, to be fair, it's been a long time since I've seen any Transformers movie. Don't do not do that. I'm not going to do that Don't do that, do that with your life. Um, so, That's yeah, but why. yeah, you do have Will Smith just looking like a gun god, which really doesn't sit well in today's climate. There um, are a lot of things about this movie where I'm like, wow, you couldn't really make this today. Oh, it, like, th- not, first of all, is uh, Martin Lawrence's Michael Vick jersey. Oh, yeah, I noticed that, too. <laughs> yeah, just, like, just like passive, like, humorous homophobia and, like, every every culture. Uh, I didn't really notice any anybody from Asian descent in this 
in this film, but every culture that is represented is the exact stereotype of that culture. Uh, yeah. One of, nobody one of just normal. My, uh, my better title that I'm not, I'm not actually going to use when we get to it is Law and Order Stereotypes. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> every person in this movie is a stereotype of whatever race they are. Right. Exactly. Everyone. Yeah. Like it's... there's the full spectrum of white folk. <laughs> there is, like, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, it's everybody who is in there is, like, a complete, an overseasoned stereotype of yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, there's a, there's a, um, a sweet spot for me, which this movie is not in, by the way, where if it's everybody, it's okay to talk about people's race, right? Like, if, if the Latin guys are making fun of the black guys and it's like reciprocated and it's not, it's not based in hate, yeah. then, then I can welcome that as comedy. Because you're observing differences. Right. You're not punching down. Yeah, observing differences is fine, right? Yeah, and, but when the first thing you see is the KKK... It really sets a tone for the rest of the movie that makes it kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, and all, all of the all of the people in there were like the most redneck. Of, well, they're Florida mans, right? Yeah, <laughs> a gang of Florida mans. <laughs> so we're just as bad, <laughs> Florida mans. <laughs> so during this gunfight, oh, and Michael Bay himself was a Florida man in this film. Yes, as well. he was. Yeah, he had to put himself in the movie. Uh, during during this fight, uh, Martin catches a bullet in the ass. And that provides some pretty decent comedy. Can we talk about how the bullet got there? Uh, I will talk about it. Okay. So, <laughs> this is one of my multiple BMs. BM? Yes. What's a BM? A BM, in most circles, would mean bowel movement. But, <laughs> you almost spit out your coffee. <laughs> almost <been> spit <laughs> But let me clarify, this is a bay moment. A BM. Oh, okay. This is a bay moment. <laughs> So in this Bay moment, brought to you by Michael Bay, um, so we've got slow motion Will Smith with his double gun spinning around. He shoots one of the bullets through three glass jugs, slow motion, through uh, the the redneck Klansman's ear and into Martin Lawrence's right butt cheek. (laughs) And it makes like this really squishy, wet (sighs) sound when it lands. And then he's, you know, he's like, turns into a cartoon of... I have a bullet biting his ass. <laughs> his facial expressions are so good. Oh, they're awesome. Like, so over the top. And, like, he is one of the best comedic actors. And this was, like, his prime. Like, the, the like, um, Blue Streak and this and Big Mama's House, which are all unwatchable now. <laughs> but at the time, were so good. Oh, at the time, I loved Blue Streak. Yeah, it was so good. Um, the, yeah, th- so uh, on the on the topic of slow motion, since you brought it up, uh, okay, we'll, we'll play over-under on these. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Over-under seven separate slow-motion portions. Oh, my God. So over. More. Many more than seven. <laughs> so many more. I counted nine, and I don't think I caught them all. No way, because this movie was way too long. This movie really, <laughs> really... So the first... Um, freaking like the first half of my notes of on here are like, what's the plot? Not much is happening. Like, there's a lot of action and moving around, but there's not much of a plot. I'm I, like, it's not much going on. But by the end of the movie, I'm thinking this is way, way, way too long, and it's because half the movie is in slow motion. If <laughs> if like a bullet is flying through moonshine and that's slow motion, okay. Oh yeah, it was All moonshine. Right? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Red okay. <night> okay. <laughs> if Will Smith is putting on his jacket. 
that doesn't need, that doesn't need to be slow motion. You're not John Woo, and you don't get jackets that flap. That's not it's <laughs> not an option here. <laughs> I also don't need uh, uh, the the non Will Smith and Martin Lawrence cops, the other cops mm-hmm. walking in formation in slow motion. Yeah, they sure with do that cool a lot. guy music like. No, I don't care who those guys are. I don't need them in slow motion. Cut half an hour out of this movie and put shit at regular speed. I wonder if these movies helped increase registration to be a Miami police. Like, let me start over. Why? Because you want to sit in a van and say blandly, watch your six and like other cop lingo, but always in this cadence every time you say other cop stuff. Maybe. And like bag well, them and a... tag them. They, they have nothing but like uh, slang and it's always in the same cadence. I think that's because it was the white guys though. <laughs> and they were only allowed to talk like that. Well, there, but... So you had the DEA who was white and mm-hmm. then you had the Miami PD who was Cuban or Latin. Of some, some of sort. them. Yeah. Some of them. But all of them look like they were like SWAT team members. Yeah, they were. They were all. None of them were just like desk jockeys. Even the <laughs> even the one desk jockey from New York was like the most badass. Yeah, in the they, whole thing. They all just left the gym. Yeah, like they still sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no like like uh, other. Uh, the only like techie guy is John Staley, who was an NBA player, and so even he's imposing. <laughs> like <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous. Is it the guy with the thick glasses? Yeah. Oh. And Martin yeah. told him, you don't need floor seats. You can see the game from the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so because Martin is all in a tizzy because he got shot in the ass, you, you start learning that he's been going through therapy at uh, at work and that Will Smith was going through therapy because of the events of the first movie, but he was banging the therapist. Mm-hmm. And so the this would play out through the whole movie that Martin is like trying to manage his anger and his stress yeah. and doing a very poor job of it. Very poor job of it. <laughs> and it which is, you know, obviously humorous for all the rest of us to observe. Yeah. Um and then uh there's like a family barbecue and you find out that Will Smith is banging Martin's sister. That was really shoehorned in. That was really just crowbar to like he walks into the house, she's there, and he, she just runs up and kisses him. And I was like, oh, wow. hey Okay, like... Wait, she, he, he didn't know she was even there, but then they obviously have a relationship going on. Yeah. That... We had phones by that time. Like, they could have been texting. <laughs> they could have been on, on AIM. They yeah. Could have been on, they could have been on... What else did we have back then? Uh... Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Facebook had just started. They weren't in college. They couldn't have had Facebook. Yeah, the, but it, that, that whole um, texting with that T9. side plot was just, like, I, I just, it was yeah. unnecessary. it was really good. And it, obviously the idea was to create strife between Martin and Will Smith, but there's plenty of that to begin with. Oh, yeah, that's just an extra point yeah, of tension because everything has to be over-seasoned. Yeah, so turns out his sister is an undercover uh, DEA agent. Money launderer. Which he didn't know about. Yeah. Evidently. No, didn't know she, about it. She never told him, hey, I'm going to the police academy. Hey, I graduated the academy and now I'm on patrol. <laughs> hey, I, I, I graduated from patrol and now I've been promoted. Hey, I, they asked me to come join the DEA. Hey, I've, I've gotten into an undercut. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of shit that has to happen before you get to undercover DEA. Out agent. of sight, out of mind. Once she's in New York, <laughs> you don't know what she's up to. And, and uh, you have Martin's daughter saying to her... Wow, Auntie, you must be so cool, young and single, living in New York. 
Um, I was like, oh my god, how did that get left in this movie? <laughs> no one talks like that. Nobody talks like that. Um, but she's she her like bust or whatever goes bad, and then you have a what thirty minute chase scene. With... Uh, yeah, there was a huge just like massive like they put in an entire Fast and Furious movie in the movie. <laughs> it's flying cars like, and they're driving underneath it in the Ferrari and. Uh, like the the Haitians, I think is who they were yes. who they were chasing are chasing the sister, and there's just like the the most of amount of bayhem you could imagine. <laughs> A lot of bayhem. Uh, oh my god, that, that it took like <laughs> half. It was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Well, but... yeah, when you have the opportunity to have the Ferrari pull up to a gigantic multi-car collision and do a J turn and then hang a machine gun out the side of the Ferrari and In shoot through everyone. In slow motion, <laughs> uh, then I guess you're, you know, you're peak Michael Bay. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah, when you have when you have Will Smith coming off of Ali, so he's jacked as fuck mm. for the only time ever, and he does a slow motion J-turn and sticks his gigantic arm out the window <laughs> with a Mac-10 in his hand, like, yeah, you gotta do that. <laughs> if you have the opportunity, you gotta do it. So they destroy everything, like literally all of Miami, um, and... Like, even Martin shoots his gun inside the car. <laughs> yeah, and destroys the dashboard. <laughs> which... Everything. Which is when you meet their captain, Joe Pantaleone. Oh, man, I sure liked him. And he he is... Like, there's a there's an action movie trope, not even just Michael Bay, but action movie trope of captain, right? Yes. Like, pissed off captain. Like, it was in Last Action Hero, steam came out of his ears. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's... And he... Uh, Joe, Joe P. is probably one of the best at this. Like... <laughs> Because he's a little bit neurotic. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, he's, they're, they're just driving this man insane. Yes. Like, you still get the sense that if he's dealing with other cops, he's probably not this way, but they make him nuts. These two guys. These fucking guys. <laughs> these fucking guys. And they're, like, you, like, I don't know. This is what I mean about Michael Bay. There's stuff about it that's really clever and awesome and well executed. It's just overshadowed by the dumb shit. Yeah. Because there's a there's a world in here where they're the best cops that he's got, and there's like a lot of respect, but they drive him nuts because of the way they do things and stuff. But you none of that is really conveyed because you're just like, ah, they blew stuff up. Yeah. None of it none of it matters. It it really is like porn, and we've had the discussion on this show before, where. They just want to show you what they want to show you. Like, they want to have action scenes. They want to have some tits. And they want to have some funny lines. And then the plot just kind of is something that's in the way. Like, oh, we should probably put a plot in here so we can make it a real movie. Yeah. That's what's happening here. Uh, Pointless hot girls is what Mm -hmm. I had written down for my tally, which I think is what you're talking about. So, obviously, Gabrielle Union is not pointless. But she is in a bikini for half the movie. So, she's not tallied in here i'm talking about pointless hot girls like an ice cream truck pulls up and nothing but bikini clad hoes walk up to this ice cream truck <laughs> yeah. that's what i mean when i say pointless hot girls but uh over under five scenes not five women but five scenes five shots of pointless hot girls um i don't think there were more than five there were seven Really? That I saw, and I think I probably missed a few. The, Wait, which, are you counting the dead girl? No, the the, the bimbo. Uh huh. Like the, as they call <laughs> her, a, yeah, that's the a, bimbo. That's a like that's a good look into Michael Bay's head, right? <laughs> Is that they refer to a dead girl because she has big tits as the bimbo? Mm-hmm. What? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but seven times where you just randomly saw an individual, or seven. 
slutty girls for no fucking reason other than the wow, fact really? that it takes, takes place in miami i guess i it's guess just nothing but tits as far as the eye can see in well, miami miami oh the miami sign twice that's it two miami signs in this movie i remember i remember both of them yeah that's yeah. all there were <laughs> um all right where are we at so you got like you know they they captain basically says go get them right like do whatever you got to do get this shit solved mm-hmm. we find out near the end i have a note that says he didn't know they were going after tapia you find out near the end the captain didn't know what no. they were doing how did he not know what they were doing <laughs> he's like oh you guys are just blowing up some stuff and destroying people and there's dead people all over the place and my helicopter <laughs> there's are gone. an hour and 10 minutes between him saying go get him wow. and then saying wait Tapia, he didn't know what the the mission was. It's like the one guy that they don't want him to go after because Tapia has sued the police force every time and won. Yeah. And so he's like basically committing all the crimes he wants and cleaning them out of money. So he doesn't even want them to pursue him anymore. And he just now finds out. <laughs> so how is that even possible? So then like the- that's also like let's consider the likelihood they are going after this guy who has done so many crimes and gotten away with it so many times. Someone's going to keep going after him. You should probably check. Yeah, and, and there, like, I forget what the line is, but there's one where Martin tells him something and he corrects Martin and he goes, that's why I'm the captain. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you didn't know what they were doing this whole time. <laughs> and you're the captain. Um, they go they go chase down some Haitians and they end up in like a drug house, which is loaded up with Haitians. And they get in a 360 shootout. Where yeah. the camera just goes round and round and round for ten minutes, seemingly. Yeah. Um, and Martin's just stressed as can be, and and Will Smith is like cool as can be. Um, I have here circle cam four times. Is that what it's called? That's what I'm calling it. We're gonna call it Three, that. That's the Michael Bay. Like, that is the the most common Michael Bay trope. Is that is that something that John Woo did first? Um. I, my, John Woo was successful way before Michael Bay, so I would have to guess yes, but I don't know that for a fact. But it is probably not in every John Woo movie. <laughs> it is in every Michael Bay movie, and it is in this movie three times. Three times. Well, this one scene that you're talking about where they're in the drug house, it wasn't just like a cool effect that he did to set the scene. He kept doing it. Yeah. The camera went in and out of those two rooms in a circle like Oh my god, ten times maybe we, at we, least. We the viewer were on a carousel. Right. It would not stop. It wouldn't stop. <laughs> and then shooting in the middle. I mean, I mean it's a fun shootout and it's yeah. fun di- all the dialogue in this movie, not all of it, but for the most part it's really fun. Some of it is irresponsible and racist and terrible. But <laughs> yeah. for the most part, it's really fun. So like that shootout is fine, but do one loop and then Nail the fucking camera to the floor so I can know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think so. He understands the same thing that professional wrestling understands where when you're shooting a fight scene, if you move the camera in a certain way where the camera is is making the action of the movement. So like say it's a punch or most most uh, specifically like a drop, like a really heavy fall, like a hard crash. If the camera does the vibrating, then the rest of the work doesn't need to be done. Sure. Because the, the eye is now seeing it. Yeah. And so I think that, like, he he understands that, but he way, way, way overdoes it. Oh, yeah. Overseasoned. Like, we don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, but after they get done with the shootout, I love the part where Martin is just, like, his his stress is the highest that it's going to get. And he, just, he like, 
kicks a guy and then like has a conversation with himself with about the it. Dead and he, guys. Then he wants to apologize to this guy and then he can't apologize to him and he kicks him again and then he wants to he wants to question the other guys to point out what a lunatic Will Smith is. Yeah. And he's questioning dead people and he goes, Oh, oh, he can't answer. He's dead as fuck. <laughs> well and then he somehow gets really dirty from this whole fight, right? Like he's got like just dust and dirt all over him and he keeps wearing it for yeah. a while like they just keep going about their business and will smith never once says hey man you're embarrassing me like wipe that shit off like you are filthy you are covered in po- possibly body parts dirt ashes there's rats yeah so yeah they, he take he's covered in i think i think it was supposed to be dust from the tiles that were getting shot out i guess and, and water whatever they go they have a, a video camera that they need to see what's on it yes so this amazing scene where they go to fat audio that was fat and the, audio and this is one another racist part where the guy that they encounter at fat audio is a nerdy white guy and he's like what's up homies you guys want to go see a hip-hop show and they don't acknowledge what he's saying to them Mm -hmm. but as the viewer i'm like why is this in here like was this guy so intimidated by these people who are like so much cooler than him that he wanted to try to talk like them and just it's sound like a complete idiot it's like racist it's two-way racist right it's yeah like him being like black people only listen to rap but it's also the creators going look at this nerdy white fucker yeah, right. Exactly. That like can't talk to black people. Yeah, just, like was, fish out of water. That that was one of the few things that really, really took me out of this movie. Mm. Where I'm like, I just don't need this fucking character. <laughs> hey, he could just be an audio guy. Well, yeah, he sh- and he pushed it for a while too. Yeah. He was talking about something about you can have the flow and all of this shit. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was, it was pretty rough. So the they watched the tape, which is like I forget what it was. It was related to drug stuff. It helped their case. Yeah. But then that ends on the tape, and it starts to be a sex tape. Yeah, like a really a really uh like blatantly some girl how does she who gets fucks like that okay so she is hold on let's break this down this don't make no goddamn sense is that her first (laughs) t-shirt hold on okay so cameraman cameraman is standing about two car lengths away from a car pointing the camera at the passenger side window which is down woman in a dress is kneeling they were in a car I yeah. think I was looking down when when they showed this. Woman fight. in the dress was kneeling on the passenger seat. Male who is fucking her from behind is I don't exactly know how he's stationed behind her, but he's <laughs> yeah, like he's he's back there. Maybe he's got his left leg on the floor well, and his right <laughs> knee is in the passenger seat. I don't know. It's a really awkward position, but okay. So her skirts lifted, like he's thrusting away, right? Her her upper half of her body is out of the window. And she's, like, moaning and, like, getting it, right? And she's staring directly at the cameraman who was two car lengths away. And this keeps going on because, of course, now you've got nerdy white guy trying to fumble around to stop the video. And, of course, in true, like, comedic fashion, he accidentally... He accidentally makes the video go on every tv in the entire building in the which whole, is a giant like, building circuit city like <laughs> and so and she just keeps like looking directly into the camera and getting screwed for the next like it seemed like a half an hour right <laughs> i'm like well hold on she's not even selling anymore she's just waiting for it to be over this is not any good it's not even a good one who gets fucked like that who does get fucked like you can't even it doesn't make any sense <laughs> so, so martin is just like at his wits end and he goes into the this particular 
uh, uh, electronics store has a fucking boom boom room. Yeah, I had the back room. For some reason that, <laughs> unbeknownst to anyone, has a like a, a, a plush couch with like velour material. It was a casting couch, basically. Yeah, it was with like, a this, bunch of handheld yeah, this, camcorders. The fat audio is definitely a cover for <laughs> casting couch. And they go in there, and Martin is just like they they do like the uh, like um, TGIF sitcom misunderstanding of like <laughs> I'm still I'm still mad about what you did to my ass. And they right. they they've now put the camera, which is in this casting room on all of the TV so their conversation is being displayed to everybody and and they have this like you know conversation that we know what's going on but the people in the video store think that they're talking about and I quote gay shit yeah um and it's it's actually really funny but it's another tally for homophobia which in this movie is 5 Really? Yep. Five five wow. times that somebody says something that is just blatantly homophobic huh. in this movie. Um, no, Michael Bay. But as they're walking out of the store, there's a there's a woman there with her kids, and the kid she goes she goes I come in your store and you got a bunch of gay shit playing, and then you got then they walk by and she goes and you two motherfuckers need Jesus. She was mad. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Um. So yeah, that that whole fat audio scene again for Michael Bay ranges from hilarious and awesome to cringeworthy, cringeworthy and really uncomfortable. Yep, didn't age well. Yeah, did not that and that that is something that will repeat tons of time in this movie. So did many. not age well. Uh, <laughs> now we go to Johnny Tapia's mansion. Yeah, because the they, they're going to pose as pest control, and uh, again. Parts of this are really, really good, and other parts of it, completely unnecessary. Martin being afraid of the rats and being really, like, neurotic and, mm -hmm. and like, didn't want to, like, do his job. Funny. Yeah. Actually seeing two rats fuck missionary? <laughs> that is that is from a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> what? They do it just like us. <laughs> is that how you would rather have seen the girl getting fucked in the car the way the rats do it? I mean... That's the way to do it. <laughs> no, like that's one way. That's the normal way, and I'm pretty sure rats don't. I, actually, I don't know how rats. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I, they don't do it like that. They, they do they, it like doggy. They style. could have ratty style. That could have been just as funny without seeing it. If you just hear Martin saying it. Yeah, but he wanted. Okay, Michael Bay was like, okay, puppeteers. Yeah, I don't need we Jim need, Henson rats. We need two rats, <laughs> and we need them to have very mobile hips. Because we're going to see him thrusting. Get on it. So there's a guy under there. Like, somebody got paid money to stand under there with two sticks of the rats, like, humping. Yeah, somebody, somebody had to tell their mom, guess what? I got hired on a <laughs> Michael Bay movie. And then mom said, what are you doing? And then he had to say... My precious son. I am in charge of making the rats fuck missionaries. So yeah, yeah so I got to go study. You know, they don't really do it that way. So I got to I got to figure it out. You know, they got these haunches. They just get in the way. I just don't understand. So the haunches. Stupid. <laughs> and then they get in another chase and another shootout when they get chased out of this place. Like, I, I'm all for chase scenes and shootouts. Don't get me wrong. That's like my wheelhouse. But. <laughs> There's 28 of them in this movie. Your extra wait is that the actual tally? No, but oh. like every chase leads to a shootout, and every shootout leads to a chase, and it happens every time without fail. Yes, and so many explosions, so many explosions. Uh, well, yeah, of course. Um, so 
the the this one i think leads to the sister i i'm not really sure what goes on here oh they go get michael shannon from jail who was one of the kkk guys yes this has to be one of michael shannon's first things he ever did like he is a really well respected actor now and i bet you he keeps this off of his resume (laughs) i was a kkk redneck yeah not because of his own performance but just like not being associated with this like just uncomfortable movie. i wonder michael shannon find us on instagram let yeah. us know your thoughts um so they they do a stakeout for some reason somewhere and this is where martin finds out that uh will smith had been in new york with his sister mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny but it shows how uh i can't find a word other than talentless michael bay is right because we both thought the perspective in this scene was flipped where we thought that Gabrielle Union and Will Smith were looking at Martin yeah. and he was looking at them face to face. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it turned out that he was behind them. That they is were actual, facing away from each other. Yeah, that is actually a director's job is for that shit to not happen, right? Geography. <laughs> like, like obviously tone and, and style and da-da-da-da-da. But that's where Michael Bay focuses, and when it comes to well, did what, he did he fire his DP and editor? Like, what direction are the fucking people facing is kind of important. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then you have you. I don't even like. It doesn't even matter how you get from thing to thing in this movie. But then they are chasing a casket which they think is full of drugs in a Cadillac. And the Cadillac that they've gotten from Dan Marino. Yeah, Dan Marino's test drive Cadillac. <laughs> that's right after they meet Michael Bay, who's being Florida man. And uh, there, there's a line here that I really like where Will Smith is going, uh, Dan Marino should definitely buy this car. But not this one, though, because I'm going to fuck this one up. She <laughs> <laughs> was good. And there's, you know, dead bodies all over the freeway and, like, the heads are coming off. And they are... It must be the same guy who made the rats because they're the worst looking fake ass dead bodies. Really? Like the head just came rolling off in a oh. clean. Yeah, the physics of some of them were a bit like funky. Th- they just were so clearly dummies, which obviously they would be, but yeah. you could do a better job hiding it. Yes, but I would also rather that they're kind of poorly done. Not, I thought they were pretty good, but I would rather that than just CG of everything. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's I a guess little more that, satisfying because you know, true. like you know, it's fake. Yeah. So <laughs> I would rather I'd rather we have some not perfect looking dummies than yeah. just CG. Bullshit. So so the the uh, mayhem of all of this chase scene, chase scene number three hundred and ten, is when uh joe p shows up and he's like what you're going after tapia like this is so late in the movie um and uh and so like you know martin and will smith are like on the outs will uh martin has told him like he's transferring and and they're not going to be partners anymore so the next thing that happens has to be a bonding moment right of course and how do they bond over terrorizing a teenager with a gun the the reggie reggie we meet reggie so when i was this movie came out in 2003 i would have been like 19 just graduated 19 or 20 yeah um i thought that this was the funniest shit in the world (laughs) and and it's the only thing i remembered about the movie and it it was the part i was looking forward the most to re-watching when we were doing this Mm -hmm. and when that scene started i was like yeah and they were like (laughs) and martin was like 
like, how old are you? And he goes, 15. He goes, motherfucker, you look 30. I was like, this is great. This is comedy gold. This is so good. Then Will Smith comes into the scene. They drop 10 N-bombs on this kid. And then they pull a gun on him and put it right in his face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> that's not how I remember that. <laughs> that is not funny. And then, uh, and then he says, uh, you ever had sex with a man? And Reggie goes, no. He goes, you want to? And I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> like <laughs> this, this whole scene aged so poorly. Yeah, it did. So poorly. And, and maybe it was even received by more mature people than me in 2003 as being as cringeworthy as it is now. I wonder. It is like hard to watch. I wonder how many of our people who are listening now who were of a more mature age when they first watched Bad Boys 2. Like, yeah. you know, after 27, basically. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so so when, as soon as they, the, I got wind that that scene was going to happen, I wrote Reggie down under my favorite parts. Uh-huh. And then by the time it was over, I wrote, maybe not. Aww. Like, that that scene is no good anymore. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one was a... It was a little rough. It was, it was funny, though. I mean, that, I think, it, probably was their peak comedic chemistry Yeah, it, it is, but, like, in, t- like, today's knowing what we know and, like, the way that gun climate is in our country, don't point a gun in someone's face for comedic effect. Yeah, it's a little rough. That's it's not the same. That's just not okay. You could do all the shootouts and shit. That's still okay. Because that's still so far beyond reality. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It just really made me uncomfortable. And then I read in the in the trivia that that actor, his name is Dennis Green, that played Reggie, mm-hmm. Martin's uh, bodyguard told him, don't make eye contact with Mr. Lawrence ever. What? in an effort to make him more scared in this scene, right? Uh, right. Not that he's actually like that. And then uh, they didn't tell him about the gun. Michael Bay oh. did not tell him there was going to be a gun. Because huh. they wanted a real reaction from him. Shit. I'm like, that's not okay. Eh, it's a little bit reckless, man. That's not okay. The, the part about not making eye contact with Mr. Lawrence is fine. Yeah. Right? Like That, that kind of shit happens all the time in movies where they, sure. don't, they don't tell somebody something. But the gun, seriously... Like, obviously, you're probably thinking to yourself, I think Will Smith isn't going to shoot me in the face, but... <laughs> this has got to be a prop. <laughs> um, and then they go to the morgue, because they need to confirm that there is drugs being hidden in dead bodies. Right. This part is pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, again, you have, you know, Will Smith being cool in a shitty situation, and Martin just completely losing it. He lost it. He couldn't <laughs> He couldn't hold his stomach contents in at all. He's retching. Will Smith is trying to do police work yeah. and trying to control Martin Lawrence from not being able to do his job. Yeah, and, and Martin is so good at this. He's so good at just being, like, unable to handle every situation and being, like, tells him to get away from the titties. Because <laughs> he's, like, he's saying that Will Smith is a pervert just because he uncovered a woman. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, how many times did you tally how many times we had a camera angle which was next to the tits? It was like if the camera was a third breast. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's basically how close it was. Close up. Right. It, like, I mean. I, I, I don't know. I go back and forth on it because there's sections of that that are funny and there's other... Like, d- they didn't need to call her bimbo. Well, they like, didn't need to do, like, close-up camera shots so many times because it went from a comedic mechanism to now, like, this is just where the camera is. Yeah. It's... it's be, We've got two breasts between the camera and Martin Lawrence's face yeah. every time. But 
his face is really funny because he's like so uncomfortable yeah. with it. And then he accidentally ingests two ecstasy mm-hmm. pills, tabs. I don't drugs. I don't know what, <laughs> what, what you call it. Dosage, two X's. Do, dosages. Um, is it referred to in milligrams like ibuprofen is? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how to drugs. Um, and then they, they go to the captain's house, and Martin is just higher than bird pussy on this. Uh, on <laughs> what? <laughs> and and he's like rubbing his nipples next to the Buddha statue, and like trying to smell the captain's hair. Yeah, he's like he's prancing around this entire place, and the captain somehow doesn't really notice. He he does that that old fashioned comedy thing where he'll look up right after the comedy has yeah. happened and then not notice anything and just go about his business. And which is that, pretty funny. I feel like that scene could have been done even better, though. I think it it didn't really reach its potential. Well, I think the problem with it is that it happens like an hour and forty five minutes into the movie. Like, we're already just fucking exhausted of chases and gunfights and them bickering by this point, right? Yeah. If it had happened 30 minutes into the movie, it would have been funny as shit. But, like, I I had... I was enjoying the movie, and I still was waiting for it to wrap up by yeah, the time yeah. this scene happened. Um, and then, and then um, I told you about this last night. But the they, you know, they put him in the movie. They put him in the shower, and they say that he could overheat and and die if they don't keep him cool. Mm-hmm. In real life, Martin Lawrence had a, a drug overdose of some sort. Went out jogging on the hottest day of the year, overheated and collapsed in somebody's yard and was in a coma for an extended period of time that's insane and then he had to be retaught how to like eat and walk and talk again Why, after I can't that and he that. he talks about this on his stand-up special run tell that mm-hmm. like he he lays the whole thing out there and it's actually like one of the best stand-ups ever um and then uh from this point forward everything that happens is pretty not uh plot heavy no it's, uh, it's just an, it's just non-stop action for the next 30 minutes it's the fireworks finale and they, they just all the fireworks they, they uh the sister gets kidnapped they gather up every bro in miami and cuba they're like if you got a shaved head and a goatee you're fucking in yeah you're in <laughs> um and they go raid cuba and what kind of weapons do they have they got they got vests and they got vans and they got guns. CIA helped him. And they have helicopters and a bag filled with cats and iguanas. Oh my god, <laughs> there were cats and iguanas. So let me tell you in descriptions about what the end of the movie was. It's just everything in Cuba C4, guns, cats, iguanas, RC cars, soccer, punching grannies, destruction, Hummer, um, Hummer through exploding shacks, Gitmo. Mindfield, slow motion all. The, the they, end. They say, Will Smith says the line and then will throw the bag of cats and iguanas completely sincerely. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know how stupid that line yeah. is. Yeah, we got cats the, and iguanas, there, tactical weapons. They, there's an RC car that is the size of a coffee table driving around a bunch of guys undetected. And then it explodes, and I'm like, why did they take out the motion sensors yeah, if their plan was to set off a large explosion? It didn't make any sense. Um, and then they drive through, uh, yeah, like you said, they drive through through all of Cuba, which apparently is just crack house after crack house, because every fourth house they run through explodes. Yeah, they were all exploding. And, and this scene went on for so long. <laughs> They're like, hey, we have $30 million to spend on exploding houses. So let's make them, let's make 
uh, 90 of them shacks and one of them a giant actual mansion. And we will make sure all of those 90 shacks get to explode. Ready? Go. <laughs> yes. How long is that going to take? So, 12 minutes? Fine. Uh, yeah. And then they get to, the, to a U.S. military base. They get to U.S. soil. And it's literal U.S. soil. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fence. And then there's dirt on the other side of the fence, which is different than Cuba's yep. ground. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't a minefield. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, then they, you know, another slow motion bullet to the head, whatever, whatever. And then uh, they, it's over. Like, it's 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 going 100 miles an hour for, I don't know, two hours. Two I, hours. I, I didn't check the runtime. And then it just comes to a complete halt at the end and it's just over. Yeah. And you're like, so there's a kiss and we're good. Yeah. Even though we're still in a minefield, it's yeah. fine. We got this. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, all right. So let me run through all of the tallies that I got and then, then we can uh, do the trivia. So the Bay Tropes, we've got two Miami signs. We've got nine slow motions that I caught. There probably were more. We've got uh, diving with guns once that I, that I caught. We've got two American flags. We've got five racisms. We've got five homophobias. We've got seven pointless hot girls. Muscle slash supercars. Super I just wrote an infinity sign. There's no way anybody <laughs> could. Like every. There wasn't a regular car in the entire movie except for the one that Michael Bay drives. Ha ha. Yeah. Except for that Ferrari is his actual Ferrari. So. Weird. Um, we've got three circle cams. And we've got four sunsets. Wow. The sun sets several times a day in this, in this <laughs> well in miami <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um and then as far as trivia goes uh-huh. they really did blow up that mansion yes um, that was an actual mansion that had been built and sat and no one was right. in it for like years and years and that was ended up being great pr for this movie yeah fantastic pr for this yeah. movie because people wanted to see it they're yeah. like wow michael bay finally pulled it off he got to blow up an actual mansion. Yeah, so they 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 legitimately blew up a mansion. Um, um, I already told you about the the kid Reggie not knowing about the gun, and then the last bit of trivia is that the body count in this movie is fifty one. Fifty one. Fifty one dead Haitians. Is that real trivia or is that your count? No, that's the that's IMDb. So you know it's wow. true. Because it's on the internet. That's how you know it's true. All right, should we get into some awards? Yes. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So let's start with our bold statements. Um, I'm going to jump in here and go first with my bold statement. Um, I've actually got two. One is that Michael Bay is the best worst director ever like he does what he does better than anybody else does that Mm -hmm. but he also sprinkles into it shit that is just awful and unnecessary and (laughs) anyone over the age of 14 wouldn't want to see and he has actually i think degraded since this time because the the transformer movies are just pure crap Pain and Gain is awesome, but even that's like 10 years old at this point. Michael Bay's work is so, so, so commercial, and I think it, that's why it works for him. But um, it, 
uh, it's really commercial, but I think that also he used to have some art to it. And now I feel like his commercial work has been commercialized. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. And so it's just, it's it's a cartoon. Yeah, there's like his version of art is explosions and whatnot, but there's really not even any art to it left. It's It's just... Uh, cookie cutter yeah. and and bad but uh, my my other bold statement is uh it's gonna be a hot take uh will smith and martin lawrence are a better buddy cop duo than mel gibson and danny glover wow i watched the lethal weapon movies over christmas because they're christmas movies <laughs> and um they're good they're fine but like they're they're not they're really nothing special and Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's chemistry and their bickering is really, really funny. It's just really entertaining. And I could I could honestly, like, I can't wait for the third movie. Who is uh, your favorite buddy cop duo of all time? It's probably them. Wow. Yeah, it's, probably, it's probably Martin and Will Smith. Will Smith is interesting to me because he's, he's basically really good at this. And he's really good at, like, the pursuit of happiness. But his audiences don't want to see him do the other, right? Sure. His Pursuit of Happiness fans don't want to watch a Bad Boys movie. And his Bad Boy fans don't want to watch any of his, like, serious drama stuff. Well, how so, about if you want to watch him star opposite Tom Holland in a CG movie where he's a pigeon? Yep. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't need to see him uh, fighting himself in a clone movie. Like, <laughs> give me this or... or like really serious drama, right? Like yeah. I'm, but I don't anything in between. No, thank you. He's he's sort of stuck between two worlds, and that's why he hasn't drawn any money lately. Hmm. Like nobody really cares. All right, what is your bold statement? Uh, Michael Bay's most John Woo movie. Hmm, I I can't agree with that. No, what is it? Well, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between Michael Bay and John Woo, but like John Woo has uh flavor <laughs> like he he adds in the pigeons and there's an actual story in his movies it, so and it might be corny but let me defend myself then. okay because michael bay's using things he's seen in john woo movies just plugged into his there's he's shoehorning them in that's probably that would be, be an interesting thing to look up because like i said john woo was famous before michael bay it would stand to reason that he borrowed a lot from John Woo, but, but they got famous in the U S around the same time. And you, they just sort of defined action for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say who was borrowing from who and, or what was just popular in general at the time. That would be interesting to look into. Um, what was your worst line? Um, <laughs> it's when Will Smith is examining, Martin Lawrence's gunshot wound that he gave to him in his butt and he's saying oh don't worry it's just the meat it's not close to the hole or nothing uh, <laughs> yeah worst line that's terrible so gross. and then and then Will Smith is telling the doctor that Martin blows everything out of proportion and Martin goes my ass is what's out of proportion <laughs> uh, my worst line is Auntie Sydney you must be so cool young and single living in new york <laughs> who the fuck talks this way <laughs> nobody that's when you have an adult writing lines for what they think a 14 year old would say or 12 i don't know how old she's supposed to be i'm gonna talk like that for the rest of the day just to see how people react to me yeah good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna be like uh standing in line at chick-fil-a and be like 
wow, Jimmy, you're so cool, young, working at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to come home with a new friend. <laughs> um, what was your best line? Um... Sid, that was reckless, stupid, dangerous. I'm telling mommy. <laughs> I have that written down too. That was also probably a worse line, but it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny. The the I wrote down probably the most things under best line that I've ever written down because, <laughs> like, I would say ninety percent of the stuff that they say to each other is really funny. Um, I really like you two motherfuckers need Jesus. Um, I I really like uh uh when the the two latin cops are trying to distract the guys at the morgue and they're really just extending it as long as possible as the morgue guys are walking walking away and the one guy goes could you see us inside for some hot cocoa <laughs> i don't know why that's so, so weird <laughs> i don't know why that's so funny to me um but i i think i have to give best line to and then we're going to take out the motion sensors with a bag of cats and iguanas. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> that, that, somebody wrote that down and then probably laughed and then laughed until they had tears in their eyes. And then they had to wipe the water from their tears <laughs> off of the script. And they're like, it's fine. Roll with it. Think of the think of just Will Smith, right? Like if you just say, played like word association with people and you said Will Smith today like how he is regarded as an actor and like like chasing oscars and and all this kind of stuff and that he delivered that line completely sincerely is so funny yeah he really did too <laughs> that's my best line because it's the worst line but that will smith said it is <laughs> so good <laughs> has a new qualifier uh what was your worst performance um uh, most rednecks <laughs> The, the the like kkk guys yeah just most just most florida guys and yeah most, there's so many rednecks. florida mans they were they were an extreme stereotype of what florida guy redneck kkk guys are like really moonshine on the table you're gonna go full on into like 1890s <laughs> white guy in the south yeah there there's no one in this movie that isn't their own stereotype turned up to 11 it's yeah and it was it was and also the rednecks i think because they were such stereotypes they were supposed to be really dumb and slow yeah. and so they didn't have any quality line delivery there was no humor it was just like dopiness like yeah. they were basically meat puppets yeah they didn't have much going on <laughs> meat puppets yeah uh the worst performance for me is the other cops yeah, the filler cops. All all of the filler cops, including Henry Rollins, where they have just cliche cop lingo stuff to say, right? Oh, we're going to go dark and all this kind of bullshit <laughs> like that. And they all, every one of them has the same cadence. Yeah. Because they're going to say four words and then they're off screen. Sure. Right? Like, it's like, you know, like, like I'm good to go and it's go time and all this dumb shit that it that it, it's like um call of duty lingo basically <laughs> it's so stupid they, t they took out the 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 book on the fourth shelf that says stuff cops say yeah exactly and they said okay pull open page 44 and just copy paste yeah. that drop it you gotta go script. you gotta go to in a lot of tattoos here say these things right this is what you would say uh who was your mvp um besides joe pantaleon um will smith's purple ensemble <laughs> the the part you mentioned that you didn't like i actually really like slow motion when he's, when he's coming out of his changing room i guess and yeah. he's pulling on his like purple iridescent sport jacket he go, he's slow all... motion it's got it's got a contrasting liner and it is 
so fabulous. And it's like extra slow motion. And he, he's all what? I just threw something on. Oh, and he's like coming out during the sunset. <laughs> so it's got this like warm purple lighting on it. Yeah, so many sunset tallies. <laughs> sunset number four of the day. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, 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 I, our, our MVP usually goes to the person that doesn't know what their movie they're in is. Yeah. So the first thing I wrote down was Martin. Because he's amazing in this movie, but but he's obviously the star of the movie. He knows what he's in for. So, and you already mentioned Joe P. So I'm giving it to Dr. Dre, because uh, there's yeah. like probably three or four times where they're not playing the same songs, mm-hmm. and it's just a beat created by Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. which I'm always a fan of yep. and for. And it was always a welcomed like, oh, thank God it's not Tail Feather now. <laughs> Thank God it isn't Nelly at the moment. So I'm giving my MVP to Dr. Dre because he really saved their ass. That makes sense because he was probably given this movie. He's like, all right, cool. I know what the first one's about. Here we've got Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Michael Bay. Seems like a big deal. All right, I'm going to put some quality sounds down in this movie here. And then he did it and he watched it and he's like, man, my shit saved the day, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) uh, What's your unredeemable moment? A variety of woosahs. It got old really? real fast. Oh man, I like Musa. Yeah. No, they got old really, really fast. Like it was, it was, it was, it was too much. It was too much. <laughs> I just said I like Musa, and then you said no. <laughs> I'm saying I didn't yeah. like it. Um, it I, was too much. All right, all right. Well, we'll let the public decide. My my unredeemable moment is two rats fucking missionary style in a major motion picture it was pretty bad it is not uh a jay and silent bob movie <laughs> like i don't know what movie that does fit in but it's not this one. Oh, i can tell you um it would fit in a movie where there are multiple camera angles next to a pair of gigantic fake <laughs> dead breasts it would fit in that movie yeah uh what's your favorite part of bad boys 2 oh man there's a lot there are a lot of favorite parts. I really liked it. I, I did like the meeting Reggie part, even though I noted there were some uh, questionable moments in there because their chemistry during it was it was really good. Yeah. Poor Reggie. Like this kid is just he's actually quivering. Like you said, I didn't realize it until after you told me the trivia from this moment. But he's terrified. Yeah. In his own way. Um, I liked the thoughtful donut, the thoughtful seat donut. Scene. <laughs> like, the, that is one of the better uh, shots like setups of a shot where you're looking at Will Smith through the donut, right? And he's telling him what the donut does, right? Let's see, pregnant ladies can sit on it. They can put one cheek here, you know, give the one a little break for a little bit. And Martin Lawrence is just, you know, he's livid, right? He doesn't even have a response for him. And Will Smith is just, is just rattling off all the reasons why his donut is so thoughtful and for, such a nice thing for the bullet wound that he gave him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's why he brought the thoughtful donut. Yeah, because like riding in a Ferrari is also going to be really comfortable the way that he drives yeah yeah this donut's gonna save you it's gonna well, be fine well the way that he drives but that's what he does i don't know if you mentioned that or not but that's what that's, i do that's what he does let him do what he do i like that i do like captain joe p's end zone like his office was all zen like all stuff that you could get at remember in the mall back in the day usually a few doors down from like spencer's gifts or something there was that one non-chain store that was always like world items. Yeah. And it was like incense things and Native American stuff and yeah, copper it, things. It had the and... bowls that you like hit and they make a noise. Yeah, yeah, like, the singing yeah. bowls. And like um, it would have a lot of Buddha things yeah. and a lot of Buddhist type art. 
they went there. <laughs> they they went to the the Zen section, bought everything, yeah. and then they put it all in his office. Yeah, I liked it. it the was funny. that that was really good. Uh, the I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that. I love that part, but not necessarily because of the office. But I love that the captain is just blowing his fucking top about the mayhem that they, the bayhem that they've just caused. The bayhem. <laughs> and uh, that their, their reaction to him is really funny to me where they're trying to downplay it. And Will Smith is trying to point to the TV and show him something that they didn't do and he can't <laughs> do it. And that Martin is just going, I was just at a family barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> He's completely excusing himself. Yeah, I'm, of I'm all not even of, part of this. Of everything. Thing, that he just blames a hundred percent of everything that ever happens on Will Smith and excuses himself entirely is really funny to me. I like that entire scene because those three actors in it did it in a way that only those three actors could do it. Yeah, like, and, and their delivery is theirs alone, and that's that's why the casting for these three guys I think was really really done well for this movie. Um, and we we looked up the new Bad Boys last night, and we learned that Joe P is going to be in it, and yeah. I got so happy because i want to see the three of these guys have that interaction i don't think that the third one is a michael bay movie what and i i need to confirm that but that could be awesome the trailer looks like the most good bad piece of awesome (laughs) shit i've ever seen in my life and it could be awesome that that michael bay didn't direct it you you i I know that will smith and martin lawrence got together and watched the other two because they put it on instagram okay to uh freshen up before they started filming the new one i i have to imagine that they watched that and went oh here's what not to do (laughs) here's what worked and here's what didn't work and that the third one looks like the actions turned up even further and hopefully they took out the michael bay homophobia and pointless titties and all that stuff they're not gonna take out pointless titties you can have titties don't have pointless titties. they're not gonna have pointless if titties. you want to put gabrielle union in like an absolutely nothing bikini go for it because she's super hot she's also starring in the movie so she's supposed to be there that's how you sneak the titties in you don't <laughs> just titties. be like ice cream truck pulls up not one child titties. is there to get ice cream it's entirely the strip club emptied out and it was like <laughs> we want ice cream what are you talking about we want ice cream <laughs> I, I'm all for titties. I don't need pointless titties because it, it... Do we have to keep saying titties? Ew. <laughs> it's, it's grinding. grinding. Uh, what is your better title? Well, hold on. I didn't get to my favorite part. Oh, you didn't? No. I thought that you said three. Go ahead. My favorite part was what I think they want you to be your favorite part, which is when they're trying to sing the actual Bad Boys song and they don't actually know it. It's just like, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta... He, Will Smith's like, dude, you gotta learn the words. And Martin replies with, we usually only do the chorus. And this is while they're holding guns on people. Yeah. Like, they're just completely unfocused on what they're doing. Yes. Um, the movie knows itself during yeah. those moments. Yeah, that's the... And then and then they repeat that at the very end when mm-hmm. the pool breaks for the second time. Yeah. And they're, they, they start singing it and they still don't know the words. They're drifting off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they are too <laughs> that's so good mm-hmm. uh what's your better title slow-mo explodo <laughs> that's all i come up with yeah I don't think that's all very, i could do you don't seem proud of that one yeah i just i i i don't know i don't know 
Okay, so I I, I'm going to give you my better title, and then I'm going to give you the last piece of trivia, which I learned after I made my better title. Okay. Okay, so my title is Bad Boys Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. <laughs> because like you said, this is a Fast and Furious movie. There's one inside of it. It's a bonus. That What you just said is more true than you think it is. So they filmed this movie on one side of Miami while at the exact same time on the other side of Miami Too Fast Too Furious was being filmed. Whoa! In the same place at the same time. Surely there were people working on both films. Yeah there had to have been like I bet you there was espionage going on back and forth. I don't remember Too Fast Too Furious but I do know that it's action wise it's basically the same movie. That's fascinating. Right? Like that it's so crazy to me that but this movie bad boys 2 is a little more similar to like the current day fast and furious movies where the action is just unbelievably bananas and not set in any sort of reality whatsoever (laughs) i would be so welcome to a crossover if if martin Mm. and will smith joined the fast and furious movies as these characters it would be the best thing ever put on film. That is so much testosterone on one <laughs> film. That's I, insane. I need a crossover that between is, these two franchises. That is so much wisecracking in one movie. It would have to be four hours long. Yeah, yeah, and that, and can Will Smith and uh, Vin Diesel's egos <laughs> yeah. stand each other? Because we know the rocks can't. Wow. Okay. That'd be amazing. Is this movie good, bad, or just bad? I like to propose a third category. Oh shit! This is a first. Michael Bay. Okay. Wow, I hadn't thought about that yet. Yeah. All right, yeah. No, I, I like that. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. I had put 62 underlines underneath good, bad. It is. But I think you're right. I think Michael Bay deserves his own category mm-hmm. where th- it's good, bad with an asterisk. And that asterisk <laughs> in the legend says racism homophobia oh my God. <laughs> pointing guns in people's faces uh like all the just irresponsible crap about it so yeah i would say i would say it's a good bad in the michael bay category yeah yeah it's it's, it's good bad we got that venn diagram where that michael bay is just right there yeah. just right there <laughs> um all right well let's talk about what's gonna happen next week well, what's gonna happen so we've been doing the voting system and we decided that there would be a two strike rule this means that last week's loser of save the last dance oh, which i actually really want to see why for the show i want to oh, make fun man. of man yeah yeah the last yeah, week's yeah. movie of save the last dance will move on for its last chance mm. um what movie movie will go up against it i don't know yet maybe you guys should send us some suggestions at the good bad show on instagram only on instagram only on instagram if you're trying to find us on twitter you are wasting your time because <laughs> just like we were twitter is stupid and i don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> um all right that pretty much covers it for this week and we will talk to you guys next time hey. bye